Hello and welcome to another Let's Get Mental podcast by the Young Advisors. Uh, I'm your host for today, Holly, uh, and I'm joined by Hanya. Hi. Jack. Hello. And Tim. Greetings. <laughs> so, to dive right into it, uh, today's uh, theme, today's topic is participation, sort of what it is, what it entails, how it can go well, how it can go not so well, and everything's in between. So just to start off with, uh, I thought we'd acknowledge um, what is participation in terms of how would you define it? Because I think it can be quite um, a difficult word. It can become quite convoluted when you try and look at sort of the smaller aspects of it. I mean, it could be getting being able to get involved with something. Um, what else could it mean? Does anyone have any ideas? Hanya, how about you start? Mm. I think participation, the sort of crux of it is when like a tangible difference is made as a result of like young people or anyone like who's participating being involved um because a lot of the time like I, I think like we've seen from our experiences and things like it can become kind of tokenistic and that kind of thing so for me I think the like, participation is when a tangible uh change is made as a result of like groups being involved in something I really like that and I think it's good to acknowledge like you said that in order for it to be uh, authentic like real participation you have to be able to know that you're able to make results and that something's coming of it because like you said otherwise it can just end up being a bit of a game of representation for the sake of it. Have you got anything to add to that Jack? Um, yeah I think that's definitely um, a product of participation, a, a tangible result um, as a result of young people but I also think that um, to achieve that, young people need to be delegated responsibility um, in mental health services. Like it's not only um, consulting with professionals, um, it's young people actively um, making decisions and that towards bettering their own mental health services and shaping them rather than literally just talking to professionals. They actually take decisions into their own hands and work with professionals. Yes, nicely, nicely put. And I guess it goes back to the phrase we say time again, uh, work with us, not on us. And it's especially uh, prevalent in the participatory context. Um, Tim, do you have anything further to add sort of this opening discussion on participation? Yeah, participation, like to me, is all, is, 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 it's all about co-design as well, because um, I've worked on participation uh, projects um, not only within our own group but also before I came to the Middles Young Advisors I was involved in in a participation project or co-design project called the Evolving Minds uh, which was uh, a project to involve young people in reshaping of CAMs in Leicester, Leicestershire and Rutland um, and what I learned from that is that participation is, is all about getting uh, everyone's voice heard to to create something amazing and and what I also learned is that when we all when we all come together, uh, we can all achieve amazing things because everyone brings their own their own creativity and, and unique flair to the table. And I think really in, involving as many people as possible, but also getting everyone's voice heard, is is very important. So participation is absolutely uh, key to to moving forward in life. I agree with that completely. Um, I think just to throw in sort of uh, a definition uh, from uh, young, uh, UK Youth, that is 2013, for anyone who wants something slightly more concrete and summarised, uh, they summarised it as participation is a dialogue between adults and young people as equal partners in a process where decision making occurs and change happens. And I think between all of us there, we've got into that and probably in a bit more detail as well. And as young advisors, um, and I think we've got a really strong team here today as well in that we have people who've been involved in participation projects outside of it as well. So we really have a rich wealth of knowledge. Um, but within the Young Advisors, we're really looking for looking where we can discuss, look for processes where change needs to happen and be involved in implementing these. Uh, which brings me on to thinking, and I think it's been touched upon a bit there with co-design, um, how can people participate? So we've been saying about getting involved um, but what does that mean to people like is there one way that you should do this do you think that it can be something that 
differs between situations what are people's thoughts Hanny did you want to begin yeah um I think this the sort of second thing you just said that I think does differ depending on the context um but then it does have like some things that are common across like the board as well so I think one of the main things is, um, and similarly to what is said in the definition as well, um, young people as equal partners in a process. So I think that's something that should be like the same across the board. And that's like one thing that's really important in participation, um, the, the idea of equality. And equality doesn't always have to mean um, equality like in every single way, because for example, in some contexts, in some situations, um, there might be like participation between like a group of young people and mental health professionals and of course the mental health professionals are going to have more of an insight into like their profession whereas young people are going to have more of an insight into their experiences of like say a service so that's not exactly equal in like um, their backgrounds or what they know things like that but I think equality comes into like um, the impact that both of them have uh, so as someone just uh, mentioned earlier as well having like co-design and having like an equal sort of um input that make changes happen i think that's something that's really important across the board in participation um have i answered the question i feel like i've kind of lost my train of thought no i think you're going along with that great and i mean i think that's the thing with a question like this um is there's not necessarily one concrete answer i guess it's just what each person advocates you you can turn to the theory um for one side of it but sometimes in reality, like you said, equality can mean different things. And sometimes it's more appropriate, like you said, um, to use it as a way of saying, well, we're going to listen to each other, but acknowledge that sometimes for this sort of equal balance to happen, you have to let someone someone take the lead, the most experienced person take the lead in that occasion. Um, but yeah, going on from that, uh, what would you say, Jack, if I were to ask you, how can people participate? Are there different ways of doing so? Um, I actually think, yeah, there's definitely different ways of participating because um, I think that young people's views are constantly subject to change and dynamic because um, times are constantly changing and there's new innovations in mental health and research all the time. So young people's views are important to keep up to date with those kind of new discoveries. Um, but in terms of getting involved in different ways. Yeah, I think that's essential. Um, there's different ways that you can get involved um, in participation as a young person. Um, for instance, you, you could actually, in one of my experiences, I actually helped with the recruitment of professionals on a interview panel, which was one way. But then again, another way, you could simply, um, con you could simply um, engage with your teachers or other potential stakeholders of the local community and put forth your opinion on kind of like what you think going well and what you think could be improved on in terms of the mental health of yourself and your peers. So I think there's, there's countless opportunities that you could do to get involved in participation and there's no simple one way of doing it as long as you work with other potential stakeholders in your community rather than them working on you yes definitely and it's that point that we always seem to come back to in every podcast we've got our brand all established there <laughs> um but i really like the um, point that you made um about change and about like how dynamic it can be um and it really got me thinking with that because i coming into the podcast i hadn't considered that but it's so true uh, and i know i feel that some of the times where you have people being tokenistic isn't necessarily because they're trying to like just fit you into a tick box because they don't care but they're really quite enthusiastic and are trying to do what they would think would have been right maybe for them I don't know if anyone remembers when we had uh, someone come in and um, showing us this sort of manual for I think it might have been um, low-level CBT practitioners um, or whatever and for the website that had been created they'd use like graffiti designs that were sprayed across when you were navigating through and I think clearly maybe like 10 20 years ago that would have really been like oh yeah cool this is a nice fun way of getting young people involved but I remember everyone being a little bit um cringy with it thinking just sort of like we appreciate the effort but you can sort of tell when someone's tried to make the decision on your behalf because it doesn't feel authentic it doesn't feel 
um, like it's something that a young person would have actually done if they'd made the website themselves. Uh, but speaking of that, uh, we can turn to our resident IT man. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on how we can participate? Resident IT man, love it. <laughs> <laughs> or tech support, whatever you want to call me. I've been called worse. Um, I mean, there are lots of ways to to get involved in in, in participation. Uh, and lots of ways that people can go about it. There's hundreds of different ways. Uh, but um, the way that that I went to, I say I, the way I went about it, someone actually approached me uh, at Leicestershire Partners of NHS Trust when they were setting up the aforementioned Evolving Minds project, actually approached me and said, we want you to be part of this because they knew, they knew I, I, that I was, well, for lack of a better word, disgruntled because I was, <laughs> I was treated very poorly in, in, in CAMS. Mm. Um, in fact, I, in fact, I, I questioned uh, CAMS at uh, a, a, at a, a to Rutland County Council um, when they came forward and said, this is what we offer to Rutland. And I said, mm, but that's not what you're offering. And I know it's not going to stand up. And um, they, they, uh, and, uh, they, they, they took, they took me on because of that, because they realized that I would be a useful asset to them. Um, but it was, although it was never a me versus them. Um, yes, I was, I was frustrated and angry that I'd been treated so poorly, but I wanted to change things and they realized that as well. So um, I definitely felt as if I was on a level playing field with the, with, with the professionals and likewise, they felt the, the same way towards me, but yeah, there's, there's hundreds of different ways you can, you can either actively go into a participation group if you find one, or if you're lucky, like I was, someone approaches you, although I don't know how commonplace that is, but yeah, there's there's lots of different ways. Um, although, as we'll come on to in a bit, I'm sure there are good good ways of participation and not so good ways of participation. In fact, you've given us a perfect little segue there into sort of our next area as to what makes some uh, participation good, what makes it bad. Is there such a thing? But just to round off before we get there, um, just to say. Um, it's a really good point I think you made there, Tim, for people to sort of acknowledge that whilst you were feeling frustrated and clearly not in any way satisfied with how you've been treated, um, that doesn't necessarily mean you're just sort of angry and wanting to shout about it, but like you can be constructive and make a difference. And like you said, you can be a really useful tool by being able to be the, holding up that mirror to them and just showing like this is what you fail to do and really forcing them to look at it and accept it and acknowledge they need to provide something better so going forward from that onto um from bad to good or good to bad um we can think participation can be more complicated than just sort of a tick box uh, which i think we've acknowledged now uh, it can take many different forms. Uh, some of these can be from being a bit more tokenistic, perhaps, to maybe having something where it's entirely youth ran, but perhaps there's external funding, um, or perhaps there's maybe like a, over there's a supervisor, perhaps, um, from a, a more general managerial team. Um, it can take these different forms, and you can see some as better uh, ways of participating than others. So to start. Uh, with the negative to move towards the positives um what do we think would make bad participation or make something not participatory um hanya did you want to start um i can sort of reflect on some of my experiences so like jack mentioned earlier um with interview panels um up outside of the Midlands Young Advisors, I was involved with the Leicester's Young People's Council for um, quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, I had the opportunity to sit on several interview panels to recruit for like uh, professionals uh, within the city council and also mental health professionals in various roles. And after doing like quite a few of them, it sort of, it becomes apparent like what is good participation and what isn't because you have quite like a spectrum. Um, so thinking of like the times where I felt that it wasn't great were times when, for example, uh, the person, the professional or adult that you're interviewing, like as a young person on the panel, you feel like they've really changed their sort of tone or they've really like um, changed the way they're uh, speaking or addressing uh, you just because it's a young person's panel or um, there were times where they sort of, 
just didn't really take the young person's panel like seriously and then afterwards after the interview we'd have like a debriefing with the adult panel and um you know we'd get very different feedback from them um and clearly like the um person being interviewed would have changed like their complete outlook uh, depending on who was interviewing them so in that sense i think um ba bad participation is when again i know we touched on like the whole tokenism thing but it's when um the young person or the young people or whoever's participating is there but then they're not being taken very seriously um and being treated in the same sort of way uh, yeah so that's sort of the experience that i can think of off the top of my head where it's not been great participation for me yeah i can completely understand that as well because there's um it's like you said with sort of the tokenism aspect is you'll you'll be getting people coming along who are going to then praise um sort of the overall service for like look how well you've incorporated young people but if they're just being sat there and given a little pat on the head and told like thank you for turning up um it's just going to frustrate people and make them almost i don't know what your thoughts are but potentially even more frustrated and annoyed than if you just sort of kept them out because at least if they're not involved in the first place then uh, they've not got a voice whereas in this way you've sort of given it to them just to try and almost take it away definitely definitely and even so i remember um how we tried to then sort of combat that when that happened was we then always ask um how much like weightage that our sort of feedback would have in the like final recruitment process so in the end we we used to ask because we used to score each candidate and then the adult panel used to score the candidates so we'd ask um for like a 40 60 percent like um input in the final recruitment so that's like kind of how we tried to go about it uh but yeah definitely what you say is correct like if 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 the participation isn't having that impact then like sometimes you have to question whether it's better to just not have that rather than having a tokenistic yeah because at least then there's um a better i don't know a more obvious way i guess of holding them accountable mm -hmm. and saying like we've not got any participation where sometimes people can almost use it as a facade i guess of saying yeah. well here's the young people so i can't i can't not be doing participation because they're here exactly yeah yeah. which is one of the traps that I think we'll probably head into a little bit later on. But anyway, um, not to be a negative Nancy, but Jack, how about you? Have you got any um, ideas as to what makes bad participation? Um, yes, actually. Um, I think it's important to think of um, barriers towards potential good participation to think of what can make bad participation. It's that these barriers aren't overcome. So, for example, um, I think bad communication is one potential barrier which can create bad participation between professionals and young people, which kind of covers, kind of like um, overlaps a bit with what Hania just said. Um, I think that good participation needs to be goal oriented, goal orientated, and when it isn't goal orientated, when um, there's kind of like no direct timing set, there's no um, clear fluid communication between young people and professionals um i think um that this tangible change that we mentioned earlier won't be achieved um which is important like th there needs to be a clear process participation for it to work and in bad participation there isn't this clear process and this um efficient communication between young people and professionals and i, I can think of an example actually about that um I used to be on a young person's group based in Stafford and although we'd come up with some quite um, effective ideas some quite um, some ideas that could definitely influence change I feel like um, the process like the, the chain of communication between young people and professionals was actually quite inefficient and slow and um, there were no goals really set there were no there were, the timekeeping was poor and as a result of that um even though we had a lot of ideas there wasn't actually much change that was implemented um in the long term in the local area although we did achieve some things yes uh, and nicely linked into experience there but yeah communication um and it can like you say it can be a tool or it can be sort of a curse because bad communication um 
again, it's this facade. It can really blur things up. Maybe it's them not taking you seriously or maybe it's just uh, mistakes made along the way. But yes, uh, Tim, what about you? Have you had any ne negative experiences of participation or ideas of bad participation that you'd like to share? I've not personally had bad experiences of participation, but what I what I do know is that bad to me, bad participation is where someone gives the illusion of participation. And let me explain what that what that means. Mm. So, for example, if you get professionals who involve young people like oh look here's we here's some we've involved young people in the reshaping of services for participation but then they don't actually but then you know they, they talk to them but then they write down what they say but then they don't actually do what they what the young people say they don't actually take it on board that is the biggest threat to participation is 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 the powers that be or you know the, the professionals giving the illusion of participation even though they're not actually they're not actually doing it um, they're just involving young people as a, as a, you know, I hate, I hate to use this term, tick box exercise, but um, it is it is a problem that or barrier that we do that we do face. And also touching on what Jack just said, uh, communication is absolutely key. If you don't have any communication, you don't have a participation group. Uh, it really is as simple as that. It really is, and I think this point, I guess, of um, the illusion of participation. I guess here we can, I don't know if anyone disagrees, but I think from what we've gone through, people seem to be on the same page as um, it's great to attempt participation, but almost having no attempt of involving young people, at least um, you're not sort of alienating people further, at least if you acknowledge maybe, well, we want participation, but can we establish it in a meaningful way at this time? And maybe acknowledging if you can't, okay, well, let's try and address these pitfalls, these obstacles, or try and make some sort of, I don't know, um, set the foundations, I guess, to then go forward from this, because sometimes it can be that you have to address other issues that are currently there before you can take these steps forward, because I guess participation um, was, it's, a, it's like a growth from it. It's not, it's like, it's the house, it's not the foundations underneath, and you can't start trying to build it if there isn't solid support behind it because as we've heard from some of these examples it can turn around and not work so well um i know i've been a, in a situation before where although i think for me i um experienced good participation it was within a sort of recruitment uh, slash um training day i guess for a course um and me and a couple of other young advisors went along and while for me i seem to be taken seriously and my input was heard i don't know if it's because maybe i'm more vocal because I know I can be quite gobby um, but they seemed to take what I had on on board and I felt like quite listened to and I think I was with the, maybe the head of the course who was probably maybe more experienced uh, whereas for my um, colleagues so this is in the young advisor team but probably back when we started maybe two or three years ago now um, they'd had it where um, they'd been emailed to think of a question that they wanted to ask and they'd been told there was only going to be a couple and they would be reading out maybe some of them um, they were then there on the day and told, and oh, no, actually we've changed our mind, here's your question, sit in the corner, you'll read your question afterwards and then we'll sort of give you a little round of applause for your involvement. Whereas for me, I was very much doing sort of half and half um, with uh, um, the, the lead of the course, which I guess gives you an immediate reflection of two types of participation, almost the two paths of how it could have gone well, how it could have gone badly, happening at the same time, a bit Schrodinger's participation, if you will, but um, anyway moving on from the negatives unless anyone had any further to add before we do no oh tim no no let's let's get into the let's get into the what makes good participation i think that's yes. what, we've been, what, we've been, what we've been leading up to definitely i mean uh do you want to kick off with what makes good participation yeah absolutely um good participation to me is simply where things actually physical things actually come out of it um mm -hmm. for example uh, again, in my my time at Leicestershire Partnership NHS Trust a few years ago in the Evolving Minds project again, um, one of our uh, um, uh, participation projects we did we did within Evolving Minds was uh, set up a, a website uh, called Health for Teens, um, and that has information on physical health and also mental health and and, and all that. And um, the professionals actually they had they had the knowledge but they wanted out they wanted our input of of the wording 
um, the layout, uh, graphic, graphic design, and uh, it was it was great when when to be approached by a professional to ask to to simply be asked is is this good? What we could what we, what we could what could we do better? And I essentially just became a, a consultant for them, which was a great feeling. Um, you know, I felt very much included. But yeah, good good participation is where where products come out of it or you know an achievement comes out of it that can be seen by everyone and that's also how you know it, it, it's it's working at the end of the day if, if nothing comes out of participation um then unfortunately it's that's not only bad participation but it's failed very true actually i think it can be good to distinguish as well where you can have um what is set out to be good participation then failing and how that is different to bad participation in and of itself. Um, and again, well linked back, I think, to this sort of tangibility that Hanny was speaking about earlier, um, in that generally you find that from good participation, where it has gone effectively, where people have been listened to, where um, a sort of organic ideas from the young people in the process have um, been listened to, taken into account and acted on, you can get some really amazing results from it. And uh, I guess I used your keywords tangibility, Hanya, because I saw you came off mute. Did you want to join in the discussion? Uh, yeah, so just sort of linking on and echoing what Tim said, actually. And it's really interesting because um, <laughs> another group I was involved in was the Youth Advisory Board for the Leicestershire NHS Partnership Trust. Um, and a couple of months ago, actually, we sort of did a review of the Health Routines website um, and again, we were asked to sort of uh, really just go through the website and like what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, things that we felt needed improvement, needed changing. And it's it's really interesting to know that like Tim was sort of involved in that like earlier as well. And the fact that they're, um, they're coming back to the young people and like um, sort of continuing to ask for our opinions and things like that. I think that's a really good example of participation because it shouldn't just be like a one-time thing where, okay, we've got young people involved and they've done this thing. It should be something that is continuous and over time, like the young person's opinions are continued to be um, addressed and like come back to, because as we mentioned before as well, things don't stay static. Things change, people's views change people change like um you know young people change so you need to keep asking keep going back for that feedback um another thing i wanted to sort of echo again was um outcomes having making like that difference um having systems in place to like have that accountability to then have those um outcomes so um having some sort of system of feedback for example so if young people have been involved with a project um, or with a piece of work, um, having some sort of system where you can then feed back to them in like two weeks, a month, six months, um, what difference their participation had and what difference it's made. Um, and that sort of builds accountability um, and you know, that you're more likely to, again, coming back to the word, <laughs> make a tangible difference. Um, yeah. And then lastly, I was gonna say another, another um, way to have good participation is when the young person doesn't feel like they they're like uh fighting to get their word in um or that like like what you said ollie like um where it's really difficult to sort of really get your opinion in i think good participation mm -hmm. is where like everyone is facilitated so even if you're not as vocal for example or if you're not like someone who uh speaks up all the time having the opportunity given being given the opportunity to um get your voice in because otherwise you only get like one sort of or one type of voice if that makes sense if it's only like the people mm. who generally speak out more then that's not great participation if it's only one type of um feedback um so yeah that's what i'd say with good participation yeah definitely you've really hit and i feel like if i had a mark scheme for this participation and the keyword you're really like banging really hitting them on the head there really nice answer um definitely like you said the continuity uh which i guess is developing on this point uh, that came up i think by jack earlier about sort of how the young person's voice is changing and about how in 10 years time the world like who knows what the world is going to look like and who knows how young people are going to respond to this it's quite a generational uh, thing you've got the aspect of accountability from this continuity if you get people involved earlier and um, right to the end of a project you can have far stronger 
participation. You can generally avoid then having any last minute changes because I think sometimes people think, oh God, we need a, um, we want a young advisor for if it's us, for example, uh, let's just, let's get them in. It's in two weeks time, yeah, just come along. And then it can be like, okay, so what do you want us to do? And how long is it going to be? And what are you planning? And like, are we allowed to do this? And sometimes it can then make the process take longer because not only do they not fully under, understand maybe sort of the gravity of what's going on, like there has to be really like, right, here's the document, let's go through it with you. Which if you'd had them involved a little bit earlier, even in an occasional meeting, you can really get people in. Maybe a young advisor can say, well, actually, um, you suggested this and I like that but I think it would be more effective if we did this or like knowing times where we've done similar projects, I can recommend this because at the end of the day, we are experts by experience. We've got, we have our knowledge of participation where it can go and anyone in participation can definitely uh, vouch for that. Uh, but without going on too much of a ramble, uh, did you want to add into the discussion, Jack, as to what makes good participation? Yes, of course. So I think it's important to consider the qualities of um, professionals making good participation as well like from my experience um good participation um it's it's been very as the difference has been very easily noticeable compared to bad participation in terms of the actual both verbal and non-verbal qualities of who is involved both in terms of young people and professionals like it almost seems like there's a, a mutual mutual respect in the atmosphere between both parties really um like with the young people there's kind of a respect for the knowledge of the professionals but at the same time professionals need to be willing to listen to new ideas and new innovations from the young people and this is usually indicated by like um like genuineness and a kind of like an, an empathetic approach and kind of in, even non-verbally, like you, you'll see professionals making um, lots of eye contact, so obviously not too excessively, and perhaps cues such as nodding their heads and looking kind of like um, intrigued by what the young people are saying, rather than perhaps like doing their own thing or ignoring them. Like there's definitely an, an air of um, genuineness when um, these good qualities are enforced by both kind of like in both young people and professionals yes definitely and i think it's sort of going into to throw in another one of our key words of the day uh, coming up sort of like creating this facilitatory atmosphere i guess where this is possible because uh, i think like it's been touched upon by both of you sometimes the young person's voice um can be listened to and sometimes it's straight away you can have involvement and change sort of starting to occur but sometimes maybe you have someone who's quieter or maybe you have a service who are less willing to listen or maybe not even less willing but less aware of what they need to do to provide this stepping stone because it can be quite a scary thing going into a board full of all these professionals when you're effectively an external member coming in to offer some what could be contradictory um, advice so you have to have the platforms there to support what you're going to say uh, and know that it can then go through these channels and that maybe you had someone in there saying okay well what do you want to say for this and sometimes that isn't appropriate sometimes it might seem condescending to have the adult turn around and saying okay well what do you want from this that's nice but sometimes it can be you've noticed that the the young people involved in this participation project are a bit quieter for whatever reason and actually just by giving this little nudge and um trying to give them this additional support you can enable this better participation which goes back to how we've been saying it's um so flexible um, but linking from our good and our bad, um, in general, why would we say it's important to incorporate participation? So why should we have it? Like, are there any benefits to it? Like, what what's the point for it in the first place? Jack, did you want to lead? Yeah, um, given off what you just said, especially, and that reminded me of an experience um, on the interview panels that I did in Staffordshire. Um, we, were, we were responsible for selecting new psychologists um obviously not by ourselves but we're working with professionals on these interview panels and usually they'd have like a, a group discussion or they'd have to present a mood board about themselves and our job as young people was to kind of like um listen to them and kind of gain impression on whether we thought they'd be good to confide in and or have therapy with or like 
kind of like our, our ideas as to whether we could kind of like feel like we could trust them and talk to them. Um, and I think um, it's important in participation to consider that in the past, especially, it's um, I think that um, participation wasn't encouraged. And that's quite evident because um, I've spoken to many people that have said that um, their experience has been um, bad for mental health services because they could not connect with the person they were speaking to and they weren't offered any alternative. And I think that it's important in participation to shape the future in this way. And um, if we are given a voice, if we are given the chance to um, influence mental health services, it's important to um, help select these individuals for mental health services, help select these professionals that we, we do feel like we can confide in rather than the traditional approach, like professionals that um, have all the qualifications on paper, but do not have the interpersonal skills to network mm. with um, young people. And it's like you said, yeah, it's like there's some things which you can't just, you can't write down on a CV and have guaranteed. You can have graduated from the top university, have come out with the highest in your class. But if you can't engage with people, especially navigating the sometimes difficult um, power dynamic of working with young people, um, then it's sort of, well, you've, you fail to do the, the practical application of this theory and whatever you've learned, I guess. Um, but linking forward from uh, this, Hanya, what did you, uh, did you have any thoughts about like why it's important to incorporate participation, any benefits? Uh, yeah, so again, just reiterating what Jack said, and also I think it's, it's just participation, especially in services, it's just important to sort of create a sort of long-term, long-lasting and good quality service. Um, it's like, as you said earlier, it's like about setting the right foundations. And, you know, for example, if you are recruiting professionals or if you're setting up a service or setting up a website for young people or anything like that, if you have that input from the beginning, you know that you're creating something that's like, you know, is good quality service, as I say. And that is that would be inclined to like last longer and have be um, run smoother in the long run. Um, and again, that's not to say like, you know, you just have one like battle participation and then you just forget about it for like however many years it is an ongoing thing but I feel like if if you do have good um meaningful participation at the beginning it just makes the whole process smoother and especially when these services are for young people or are for the group that is being encouraged to participate it just makes sense I think to have that group's um input and involvement 100% it does doesn't it and it seems to me quite revolutionary almost first hearing of participation because I was thinking well oh well I'm not um, a psychiatrist I'm not um, a, like a senior psychologist who's like got these years of clinical experience it's like what why is this what I have to say matter and it's trying to break down those I guess um, beliefs that you had that you have to be um, sort of academically qualified in order to have yeah. a valid opinion it's like expertise by experience is so so important yeah and I was just gonna sort of reiterate that I feel like we need to sort of get rid of the mindset of like so and so knows best or this professional knows best and like yes yeah. they know best in like their field or certain field but like as a young person or as like any other participation group you know best in your experience and as you say you're an expert of your own experience so like everyone needs to use that and use their own expertise to create this collective service or um whatever like project to make it like the best possible for everyone involved definitely and i guess that links on to um a benefit there in itself um it's that if you have good participation where the young person feels they can authentically get involved whether it's as a service user in um, co-design of a service and um, then if they can get authentically involved they can use this experience they cannot feel overwhelmed and afraid to get involved and you're not going to end up having people saying what other people want to hear it's going to be they're saying how they feel and even if it means it takes longer to make sure that you navigate their experiences around the sort of traditional clinician's point of view um, it might take longer but it's probably going to have longer lasting impacts you're not going to have someone who feels dismissed um, and the problem still continues to lie there it's just that it's now being pushed below the surface um, but yes, uh, Tim, you've got some good experiences in participation. What benefits have you found? Well, 
benefits I've found in, in participation is simply that you get everyone's input, which I know sounds like such a basic thing, and it it really is, but it's so crucial. Um, getting everyone's voice heard is abs- is absolutely crucial. Um, and also when you when you're uh, as I said, I've been doing code design um, uh, with participation and code design, everyone's um, skills, as I said, everyone brings something everyone brings something different to the table everyone's uh, everyone's unique skills can be utilized effectively so it makes the reshaping of services or improvement of services much much better uh, and also it's just a, i find it a, a much more creative and collaborative way of of, of thinking because s- someone might put out an idea that you could never have thought of yourself and and that uh, and, and that's and that's really good really participation really it, it it's just a really good way of of, of utilizing everyone's own unique ideas and, and and skills really i think that's that's what it comes down to yes and you can get so much shared, shared learning i guess out of it and absolutely uh, yeah you learn you learn a lot about each other as well um and it's just i find it as i said before i say it again i actually find it a better way of working it just in general is this um, code design and just participation yeah, both. Um, they both, to me, as I found out, participation and co-design go hand in hand uh, mm. because you, you need um, you need participation for co-design to exist. Yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, I think you covered some good points with that. In that, um, I guess it's almost. Um, we, I think, we've given a semi-balanced view, but I guess obviously from young people, we're able to share our experiences, and I guess there's more benefits we've able to just knock off the bat. Um, for potentially young people but you've touched on some good ones there with potentially how um, it might take uh, longer but maybe you'll have longer lasting results for a young person so you're not going to have people continually return to services and like you said you've got the shared skill set these are all things which are very beneficial to maybe people work on the other side of participation for maybe caregivers parents clinicians professionals sort of like the non-young person perspective as it were did anyone have any other thoughts of how it might benefit beyond the young person, maybe for the service, for the clinician and the professional? Guess we'll move on then. Cool. So on to the next step. I think we've spoken quite a bit already about sort of the obstacles and traps that can come uh, alongside participation. So I thought maybe instead we can focus on maybe what would be our top tips um that you could give to um maybe someone who wants to incorporate participation into the workplace of how they can avoid some of these traps how can they can avoid good how can they avoid good how they can avoid bad participation <laughs> don't want to be avoiding the goods um let's see uh did you want to start jack oh uh, yeah so um if i could give someone some top tips to avoid bad participation and to implement good participation um, I'd say first and foremost, um, you need to all have a genuine, empathetic, um, open and considerate approach to everyone that's involved in participation, so whether it's parents or um, members of staff at your school or perhaps professionals, of course. Um, you need to take into account their needs and kind of like have a mutual respect for everyone that's involved first and foremost. Um, also, I'd say there needs to be a clear process and communication needs to be efficient. There needs to be um, kind of like dates set and organised. Um, and I'd recommend that perhaps through a, a smart action plan. Like there needs to be like um, a clear way of organising what's going to be done and when. And um, responsibility delegated to everyone to ensure that participation is apparent rather than say professionals doing everything um young people need to also be responsible for implementing this change and they have to be given this chance to implement this change um and finally um yeah I, i'd say um young people need to be their voice needs to be heard um so even if this change is kind of like implemented they have to be given credit for this change and it needs to be publicized and i think this could be a benefit if this was kind of like um more widespread because it could actually inspire other young people to get on board 
And also this could help to combat the stigma of mental health because young people will get more and more actively involved and their voice will be more actively heard by everyone in the public. And this will help kind of like fight the, the, the myth of mental health um, is a crazy subject and it needs to be kind of like hidden. Well put there. I really liked, I think, the phrase, um, well, sort of how you were saying about you have to give young people the chance to be responsible, give young people sort of the chance, give them the opportunity uh, to be able to get involved. Uh, and it's so true. Um, you can, it might feel like you're taking a risk, but I guess in proper participation, you can't feel that you're fully in control of a project because it shows you've not given the young people and you've not empowered them enough to make their own decisions. Um, what about your thoughts, Hanya, about top tips to avoid bad participation? Um, well, I've got two and they're kind of interlinked and also what Jack said. So the first one is know what you want to sort of achieve from your like efforts and participation, because sometimes, and I've experienced this as well, it's like you have professionals there and then they just sort of turn to the young person and be like, okay, so what do you think? And I think that can be a bit, it can be a bit much because if the professional or whoever's conducting the participation exercise, if they don't know, not necessarily like the outcomes they want to achieve, because that's going to come with discussion with the participation, but they know like what they want to sort of get out of it um, in terms of like how they want the young person's input, that really helps in having some kind of framework there. So it's not just up to the young person to then suddenly like have to firstly take in everything, then like form an opinion and like to this abstract question and like just making it sort of easy for the young person to engage um and that i think in, like gives you better quality of participation if like it's very clear what like the question is and what, like what you're trying to get out of it and that sort of links on to my next point which is like make it a rewarding experience for like the young person as well and make it like pleasant sort of experience because if it is something that's so strenuous and it's like it's not clear and it's very abstract then it's not going to make the young person or who else participating want to participate and then in the long term mm. that sort of it's it becomes like this negative cycle and like even if you're trying to encourage participation it has like this again negative uh sort of after effect um, so if it and like what Jack said, having some kind of publicity or something there to make it that rewarding experience and then makes young people want to engage and overall just have like a more positive experience of participation. I feel like that's a lot more productive. I think, yeah, I really liked how you put that. And I guess it's, it is that um, almost double edged sword to it in that if you like you said, if something's made really abstract, really difficult to engage, not only is that then a battle to make this engagement, but it's very easy to then have this second side of it in becoming, well, do I want to even mm. bother? And if you're then sort of mining away at the young person's interest of even getting involved, then there's clearly like a big problem going on there because how is that accessible participation? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, again, going back to like my experiences um, in like other groups and things, I think the participation that like, as a group we just didn't enjoy or like or felt was very productive was when like professionals might come to us give us like a really like lengthy presentation or tell us about like what they're doing and just be like oh okay so what do you think and then we'd just be sitting there like what do we think about what like, what what do you kind of want from us whereas mm -hmm. when they had more like uh specific goals in mind and they're like okay we want we want to do this we think this what's your opinion on this or uh do you think this should be like this or like this or like what are your experiences that's I think a lot more productive when again there are goals in mind and like you're collectively working towards those goals rather than just like okay so what do you think um let's write down some points and that's it we're done yeah it's very true and I, I like how you said there with sort of like how you can sit there thinking well, what do you want from us? And I think that's a big um, thing that people can relate to who've been in that position of trying to participate and being given this massive overarching project and saying like, hey, what are your thoughts? And it's like, well, of course you're going to have thoughts on lots of different areas, but like, what, what do you want to hear from me? Do you want to hear that um, I liked how you delivered it? Do you want to hear about the content? Do you want to hear about what I thought could be done differently? Like what I think about where you're doing it, the overall project you're involved in. It's like young people um have to can make their own decision they can make their own mind up about things 
Um, so like use this, you can really use that, as you said, um, to avoid bad participation, or maybe you can use this to sort of really chip into what you can make a really great experience of saying, well, okay, this project, uh, we're sort of all right for this areas, but it'd be super helpful if we could have the young people getting a really focused input in certain areas where they can really get involved in it properly and authentically. Yeah, definitely. And moving onwards, uh, Tim, what about your thoughts uh, about your top tips, I guess, for good participation? Yeah, so my uh, top tips for good or great participation is, um, you know, participation can only work if if everyone's pulling their own weight. Equally. Yes. If, if you've got one person doing more work than the others, you've pretty much torpedoed the idea of participation in the first place. Um, and also, and I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree with Jack, uh, key, communication is absolutely uh, is, is vital. Because if you don't have, say, as I, as I said before, and I said again, if you don't have effective communication, you don't have a participation group. Um, and lastly, um, just listen to what other people have, have 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 to say um, and and listen carefully because what uh, what uh, they could be saying could actually be quite vital uh, and really and really important. So those are those are my three main tips for 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 great participation. Really nicely put there. Um, I think we've really blasted through um, a, a nice little whistle stop tour as participation, the good, the bad, and the bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess. Uh, so uh, I would just like to say, if you'd liked today's podcast and wanted to know any more, uh, feel free to reach out to the Young Advisors. I know we've got a couple of our social media team here with us, don't we? So we have uh, Hanya on the Twitter, uh, which I believe is at C-Y-P-I-A-P-M-I-Z-Y-A-S. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Fab. And then Jack on the Instagram of at Midlands underscore YA. Um, so if you want to stay updated and maybe what we're being involved in or hear about our podcast and find a way to share it with any other one, um, any other one, any other person that you think wants to hear about it, please do uh, share it along or you can visit the website at www.associatedevelopmentsolutions.com slash the Midlands Young Advisors, all hyphenated. If you want to have a look into our projects or maybe how you can contact us and get us involved uh, in future projects. Um, and I thought um, it could be quite a nice way to end as I found a little quote by the um, philosopher and ethicist, uh, John Stuart Mill, um, who said, any participation even in the smallest public function, is useful. And I think um, that's a big point that we would advocate here uh, with the Young Advisors, is even the smallest participation, I guess smallest in terms of the project rather than the involvement uh, being the key aspect here, but even the smallest thing can be improved monumentally with the involvement of participation. Um, so thank you all for joining us and we hope to see you all on our next podcast. <laughs>